This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. All right, welcome back. I am so excited to be back for our season two of the Millennial Commentary. This is Erica, and I'm so excited because I got two special ladies in here. One is my new co-host, so clap it up. Yay! Go ahead, co-host. Tell the people who you are. Well, I'm Shantanae Ellis. Um, I'm just real excited about what we're about to do here today. And there we go. There we go. So she's going to be here with us every single week. Um, every week. I'm excited, but what I'm really, really super excited is, see, she's taking these selfies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited because we got somebody else in here. And tell the people who you are. Let me tell you a little something about me. I'm an activist straight up at the 313. Hey. It's Maya Jones. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and who who is my who? Maya Jones. Okay, who is Maya Jones? Um, I am an everyday Detroiter uh, from the city. People may know me because I do political stuff, but I really am a business person and I kind of fell into this, but you know, I'm just this overall regular person. <laughs> All right, so next week, yeah, that's next week, right? So November 6th, we got midterm elections. What part do you take place in midterm elections? Okay, so for the midterm elections, my role has been really engaging the youth. So um, people between the ages of 18 and 20, um, not 25, 35. Mm -hmm. So um, what I've been doing when I ran for office, I ran for state rep. And um, although I didn't make it past the primary, for me to not have no money, when I say no money, the least out of all the candidates, the least endorsements. Yeah. The person who had the most endorsements and the most money, he only had 100 or something more votes than me. Wow. So that really like said a lot for me to be like um, a real-time, first-time candidate, then being black, being young, the mm-hmm. youngest person in the race, um, very diverse and very stacked race. I came out in, like, I think I was fifth or sixth place. I was a top wow. vote-getting black candidate, too. Yeah. So I was like, dang, girl. Like, <laughs> you really doing something out here? Because you're, so. you're 23, right? I'm 23. 23, right. Yeah. So you're running for state rep. Elections are Tuesday, and I just want to backtrack real quick. So you being, you are a young millennial, you're African-American, you're a woman, and you're in this male-dominated field, Mm -hmm. this older-dominated field. White. And there you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, how do you get comfortable? Because I know with me, even like being in ministry, like Mm -hmm. it's a lot of older people in ministry. So being young and being black and being female, it's hard to try to break in. And my ideas are not traditional at all. So it's like, how do you deal with the criticism that comes your way with that? Oh, it was it's a lot of criticism that came my way. But you have to sometimes be comfortable being uncomfortable and then mm-hmm. realize if you're doing things for the right reasons, you don't have nothing to worry about. Okay. So for me, when I first got involved um, in politics, it's because I couldn't find somebody else to get behind to run for mayor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just because I wanted to do it. So um, I was trying to see what the mayor had planned for his next term. I didn't have get a chance to have a conversation. So I said, okay, if I'm not worthy enough to talk to you, I'm going to find somebody else to um, see how, who I can back. So I researched. Nobody has they want to run for mayor at that time. Wow. So I'm you know, the election is next year. You need to start planning for this stuff. Like, what is people doing? Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, if I can't find somebody, I'll do it myself. So that's what mm-hmm. happened then, and then people criticized me for that. But, of course, you know, now it's this wave of young folks, this wave of yeah. women and black women. But people forgot that when I did it, it was unpopular. Yeah. But now after people see it, and, you know, my story was, like, nationwide. It was more than nationwide. Yeah. It was, like, worldwide. No, you like, were on BuzzFeed. You were I literally was on BBC, everywhere. Like, all the way out in France. I was yeah. in um, the U.K. People were interviewing me. I have a documentary coming out next year. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> that slipped out my mouth, but it's <laughs> it's public, but um people haven't seen anything. But yeah, yeah so I, I don't you know, yeah, sometimes like try not to be humble. Mm-hmm. Like literally my running for office was that first wave, that initial start of the young folks, the black women, the women of color getting out to run for office because it wasn't for me it wasn't because of Trump. So um but what I do, too, is even within my sorority, I'm a part of our social action. I'm mm. a Delta, by the way. So yeah. I'm a part of the Detroit alumni chapter. Within social action, I don't just jump in stuff just to be a leader. I jump in right. stuff to serve and do the work. Yeah. So um, I always just ask them, what do you need me to do? Like, mm. I don't have to be in the forefront. A lot of times I'm trying to be in the background and people put me in the forefront. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I just want to sit back and, you know, I just want to plan the event. I don't want to go up there and speak. I don't want to be out there knocking um or being, hitting my face out there. People like to use me as a face. Yeah. So people will see me doing stuff, but a lot of times just people ask me to do that. It's not because I want to do it. Right. But um, because I guess it's my calling to do what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. I just like to take it for a grain of salt and just continue to do the work. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was good. Okay, and I'm ready for your documentary. But uh, <laughs> So this is actually two questions. The first one is explain to everyone exactly what is a state rep, Mm-hmm. And secondly, I know we hearing like all these celebrities and they're coming to churches and they're all on social media and they're telling everybody like vote, vote, vote in this midterm. But what is the midterm and why is it so important? Like just explain that to our people. Okay, so a state rep is essentially what a city council person is for a city. They are for the state. So they enact laws that are for the whole entire state and not just for a, a municipality. Right. So um, a lot of the things that you'll see the state rep doing is like um, health care, mm-hmm. um, criminal justice reform, education, mm-hmm. um, what else? Insurance rates and stuff. That stuff goes to the state house. A lot more stuff goes there too, but those are the main things that they deal with. Right. Um, now, for the midterms, the midterms is basically the elections between the presidential elections. Mm-hmm. And this is where we elect people who in um, Congress, so the U.S. House and U.S. Senate, and then also your um, state local offices, too, or right. statewide and local offices. Mm-hmm. And those are very important because, as we've seen, when President Barack Obama was in office, we had a Democratic president, but we didn't, we didn't have a Democratic majority in the House or Correct. the Senate. It was right. majority Republican. So a lot of times they were blocking a lot of his proposals. And if we don't have a majority in the House or in the Senate, there's not really much that we can do when it comes to enacting laws and everything when it comes to the entire country. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes for Michigan, except in Michigan we had a Republican governor and Republican right. majority in the House because how is gerrymandered in the city and then plus people don't want to get out and vote because we didn't like the candidates. Mm, whatever, yeah. whatever. That's um, the Democrats' fault and then nobody else's fault. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just said the H word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we have to, um, they have to really be cognizant because the, yeah. a big thing of why I think me getting a lot of votes regardless of how, like, how much money I've raised and how young I am and how much adversity I had is because people want to see a brush of fresh air. Mm-hmm. They want people to relate to, people who understand them, people who have been through what they've been through because a lot of times people come into Detroit from the suburbs and be like, some, oh, you need this and you need that. You right. don't know what I need. Yeah. You didn't grow up with me. Yeah. You don't know my struggle. Yeah. So when we see people who are not from here doing that, we get discouraged a lot of times. So that's why I really... And not to cut you ahead. off, mm-hmm. I remember you said... Um, and I think you said this on either it was like social media or like one of your videos. And it was like, you know, I'm one of the few candidates who are actually born and raised. And I went to school in Michigan. So I know like this is what we need. So to have somebody, you know, mm-hmm. maybe come from Texas or something like that. And then they're moving to Michigan to hold a seat in office. You know, it's like you you can always relate because you are mm-hmm. human, but you don't know exactly, exactly what we're going through. And I feel like 
that's the part that I loved about you is like, okay, that's the difference. And you're a Michigan State grad. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love so State. green. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but um, that was my main thing with that because um, I think, too, I always told this to the other candidates who ran against me who weren't from here yeah. is that the best thing you can do is go back to your city that's red and flip that district. Yeah. Um, some candidates were saying, well, yeah, where I come from um, – there's just a lot of people who's just like Trump, and it's just so hard to live with my family. Mm. So what you're saying is easy for you to come here yeah. and play mm. save the poor black folks than yeah. it is for you to fight against adversity out where you live. Because we can't go out to your city and run for office and win. They're going to see yeah. our black skin mm-hmm. and see that we are black women and just discriminate against us. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is you can fight and you can push through and take that pressure. It's going to be hard. It's not meant to be easy. Yeah. So that's what I really... Um, I always, I always spoke out to the other candidates and told them that. Go back to your hometown mm. and run for office there and flip that district. Because if you flip that, that's going to be us getting closer to the majority in the House. Yeah. So we can actually pass laws. You coming here where it's already blue is not going to help us out at all. So. Period. Oh, well. <laughs> they heard my mouth. I always used to tell them that. I never kept my mouth closed about stuff yeah. that really mattered because it just makes sense. Yeah. Like, why fight over seats that's already blue? Mm-hmm. Go flip the red districts and then figure it out there. Yeah. Sure. So, how did you feel, or did you experience any backlash when your song came out? Yes and no. It was majority positive. I loved it. (laughs) I absolutely loved it. It was was amazing. Positive. Spit spit a bar real quick for those who haven't heard. We gonna we gonna link it in the description bar, but most definitely drop a bar for us. Okay. So my intro was kind of like one bar that I did in the beginning. Let me see an important bar. I like it all. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so man, I don't really care about this education, healthcare, women's rights, and decarceration. I'm out in the deep to let everybody vote, like President Obama giving everybody hope. Cause hey. man, nowadays life is getting real hard. They cutting off the water in the crib and the bridge cars. They we can't feed the kids and we can't get a job. Got to drive around town with no insurance on the car. Boss, boss Ooh. up, yeah. Okay, I'm quit. I quit. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> No, seriously, and I, and I think, and it's so funny that you you did that part because that was the part that I related to the most. Like, don't none of my friends have insurance. None of them. I think I'm like literally maybe the only one, and they be like, I don't got and I pay. Mm-mm. See, and I pay four hundred and fifty for a my real, insurance. This is a real rap. I wasn't just saying yeah. stuff. Like, I can't afford insurance here in Detroit. And I refuse to pay six hundred dollars a month for some insurance. As a Detroit resident, I pay four fifty every single month. Mm-mm. That is more than my car note. So when you said that, I said, if I didn't work in Dearborn, I would most definitely be one of those people who would not have the insurance. And it's like, what are y'all? Can we get some help? Can right. somebody help us? And mm-hmm. I feel like my my biggest issue with the election that we just had was. I'm like, okay, I'm hearing all these candidates, and nobody's hitting, like, okay, you can sit back and say, fix the damn roads. I mean, I can deal with the roads. Can you fix my insurance? That's what, <laughs> that was my issue. Like, yes. come on now, I need I need you to hit things that really matter. Like, mm-hmm. can you help me with these student loans? Can you help me with this insurance? Can you, why are the, um, why is the water polluted at the schools? That's not okay. These, you have to remember, these are black issues. Black issues. These, and it's not at the, and it's not at the other issues. schools in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. It's at the Detroit public schools. And that's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. And that's why I was like, listen. Both for Maya. No, thank you. Period. Period. We endorse her at the Millennial Commentary. <laughs> thank you. Both for Maya. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so uh next question is um I see that you know you will like on your social media you'll post about, you know, your relationship with God and you know, like, oh God is helping me through it. Like, do you ever feel like that mixes because, you know, like the famous saying, like, don't talk about religion and politics, like don't do that. So do you ever feel like that kind of conflicts or it makes people feel some type of way or anything like that? I don't and if it did, I don't care. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Period. I'm not really like too that's religious. True. I'm really spiritual. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to stuff like that, it's just like me just feeling the vibes with myself in the universe a lot of the times. Mm. So it's um again, it's all about intentions. Mm. And um you have to know yourself and know I know with me, I'm very self aware yeah. with myself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I know if it's me or for some um somebody else. And when it is me, I can check myself. And then I can always, of course, just um, pray and hope for the best in every situation and yeah. think good about stuff. But, um, again, it's my life. Well, yeah, what's somebody going to say? It's my page. And I feel like a lot of times, especially politicians, they'll they'll put how they personally feel to the side because they don't want to lose um, supporters or anything like that. And it's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't, basically. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. they either going to want you or they're not, so... Yeah, but during my campaign, um, I think that's why people like me a lot is because mm-hmm. I never, like, shied away from how I felt my opinions. I think I'm more so focused on, okay, how can we um, come together and compromise mm-hmm. to where we all win at the same time? What's going to be best for everybody, not mm-hmm. just my own personal opinions? And um, I'm more of, like, a factual person, so yeah. I go off of data and statistics and then also off of how people actually do stuff, which is, again, data statistics. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, I don't really shy away from because if we can't have intellectual conversations, debates, and push through stuff to figure out everybody's side, there's really, I was just sending on my Facebook today, like, I I really hate commenting on people's stuff because people get real defensive, and it's just like, we're just having a conversation, it's Mm -hmm. not that serious. But this world of social media today, people just be out here just wilding. Yeah. Like, you got the shade room. You got all this stuff to where people just be throwing all kinds of just negativity out there, which yeah. is why, for me, I don't really be on social media for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Like, my job now has allotted me. I ain't been doing nothing because they just, you know, they don't like me. But let me stop this one. No, <laughs> and no. you're still working while you're doing yes, all of this. Yeah, I still work. Um, mm-hmm. But... I've been on social media a lot more like this past month since the election been over, and I'm just like, oh, it's just too much negativity out yeah. there, and I just can't deal with it because it really, it really plays on your emotion and your spirit. Like, why are people just doing all this nonsense and all this nonsense where you can just really just be doing other stuff and being pro, um, proactive, progressive in the real world, getting your dreams going on? And um, I forgot what word I was about to say, but just still, like, doing something with your life. Like, yeah. I told somebody else, I'm about to sit here and argue with you. I have better things to do. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. yeah yeah and i feel like you know social media is a mask you know it's a mask that people hide behind to be whoever they want to be say whatever they want to say they wouldn't say that stuff they They, they absolutely not and half of the time those social media debates that i see both people be incorrect like but y'all don't even know what y'all talking about Mm. so and that's it's not a platform like all the things that you could do on social media and you choose to argue with somebody, you choose yeah. to debate with somebody, I'm not doing that with you. So, <laughs> so um, going back to data and statistics, just looking at stuff and what we hear, and I don't know if it's true or not, um, but they say so much that millennials are just not voting. Like, do you, do you believe that? And if you do, 
Yeah, we know. Why do you think you don't you don't think so? <laughs> no, I know so. You know so, yeah. Girl, I studied this stuff. Like when it came to the elections, I did everything on my campaign by myself. Mm-hmm. So if you do campaigning right, you look at numbers and you figure out who's going out to vote. You have we have programs that show us all this information that we pay for. Yeah. You can go to the election department, figure out how many people we have registered, how many people actually vote, what precincts they vote in, how do they vote, whether it's yeah. absentee, whether it's um in person, how often they vote, are they Democrat, Republican, or if they're independent. Mm-hmm. So you have all this information there. So um, through all my research and my studying to figure out my uh, voter demographics, um, we tend to not vote as much. And I think a big part of that is because, one, they don't teach um, civic engagement in school anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't really encourage you to vote. You don't know what to vote for. The um, When you do go out and vote and you want to vote, the language is confusing. Yeah. You don't know the candidates. It's unrelatable. And then candidates only target people who already vote. Mm-hmm. So that's why for me and my campaign, I target the people who do already vote, and I also targeted the people who are 18 to 35. Right. Like, it's going to be a waste of time. I'm like, so, okay, I don't really care at this point because if the goal is to get more young people out to vote and mm-hmm. to reach out to them, how are we going to do that by ignoring them, not no, going to knock on their doors? So why do you think they're not voting? Because I was, I was raised in a household where it was like, and you better. Like, my mm-hmm. first time voting, um, I was 18. That was Obama's second oh. term. Yep, that was his second term. So I was amped. I was up early in the morning. You know, I think at the time it was like, it was maybe 7.30 in the morning. I'm up early. It's long lines all outside the voting pools. And then for this past election with Donald Trump, Nobody. I literally walked in and walked out. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, So is it because Obama gave us hope and we were like, okay, well, let's go out and do this? And with this recent election, you're like, okay, well, I don't like Hillary and I don't like Donald, so I'm just going to sit at home. Like, what do you think or why do you think we're not voting as young younger people. Yeah. I, well, go back to what I just, literally just mm-hmm. like, people don't want to vote for people. They don't relate to them. And Obama yeah. was a breath of fresh air. He was yeah. black. Yeah. I'm going to say he was black. Like, we mm-hmm. want a black president for yeah. once. Like, come on now. Um, He was chris- charismatic. He was smart. Yeah. Like, educated. He's been doing the work. So it was like a no-brainer um, right. for a lot of people because he, again, he wasn't, I mean, the main thing is, of course, we know we, I'm voting for everybody black. I'm voting mm-hmm. for everybody black, you know, like um, Issa said. But um, I mean, hey, I'm <laughs> for well, not for everybody. Not black. everybody. Not everybody all skin black. folk and kin folk. But um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's the reason why people are tired of people saying the same old things. Like yeah. the language is all the same. My name is Maya Jones, and I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight for your rights. Yeah. I want to make sure your kids has an education, but I ain't been doing nothing in the background. Right. I'm just here to right. get your vote and say what you want me to say. Right. That's all people be hearing all day. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't really approach I don't really I don't at all approach people like that. Mm-hmm. You you like I can be, of course, I don't even want to say it because that don't make sense to me. People say, you know, talk like you're educated or stuff like right. that. Like you it's a time and a place for everything. You and know? I've never seen you code switch. I've never yeah. seen you switch like the, how you're talking mm-hmm. right now is how I've seen you on interviews, on TV, everything. Like that's how it's always been. And I, I respect that. And it's been the same with you and Taylor and Jewel. It's always consistent. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I see y'all actually out in the community. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't go to a community event without seeing Jewel. Like mm-hmm. holla okay, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm seeing him doing the work. So it's like that's a breath of fresh air right there. Like, yeah. okay, these are my community leaders and I see them. I haven't seen any of my older community leaders, you know, out mm-hmm. here really, especially with the young people. They may do stuff with the older people, but not with the young people. So yeah. that's something that I personally appreciate. Yeah. So I know for me, um, 
Yeah, they just. I mean, but it's different because I'm young, so I'll go to a younger event, but mm-hmm. I also go to older events too. Yeah. So with me, when, I literally just came from one with Citizens Detroit because we're partnering with them for um, dinner and dialogue. It's our third one, and we have a rally on um, Saturday too. But um, I go to everything. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I don't get paid for this. People right. gotta remember that. Like, God bless you, well, because he do. <laughs> to throw me some coins, mm-hmm. but I don't get paid for this stuff, so I literally have to go places and balance what I'm doing to make sure I'm doing everything. And then when I'm at the events like Citizen Detroit and Dinner and Dialogue, I'm like the youngest person there, and I'm yeah. 23. Mm-hmm. So and they always the older folks know me, and I was always wondering like, how did I get so many absentee ballot votes with all the older uh, folks in yeah. the um, city? Because they always see my face when I'm at events. I'm the only young person there. Mm-hmm. Like I was the second highest person to get um, absentee um, votes in my district. Wow. But I didn't even sell on the ma- uh, mailer because I didn't have the money to sell. A mailer, mm-hmm. so most of you get your votes from mailers when you send out this stuff and whatever. So um, me engaging folks in person and um, going to events, knocking doors, going to senior citizen homes—that's yeah. how you really get people yeah. to um, get to Put know you, work. and yeah. then also for them to vote for you. Because people always seem like, like you said, I don't code switch. I just I am who I am, mm-hmm. and you can catch me on a good day or a bad day. Me, <laughs> my plain old self. Like my family would tell you, like this is just how she is, and I'm probably better with y'all. I'm worse with my family. <laughs> I don't work with my family, but this is me. All right. Well, that I feel educated. So <laughs> um, for everybody who don't know, when do we vote? So you vote Tuesday, November 6th. You can vote tomorrow early at the election department. They have three satellite um, locations. I'm going to post it on my social media because I forgot the um, location. I know um, WC3 is one and some, two other places. Um, you vote from 7 a.m., to 8 p.m. As long as you're in line at 8 p.m., you can vote. So go on the election. Not, um, you can go on um, secretaryofstate.com or .gov and enter your address or mm-hmm. your. Um, they give you option with your address or option with your um, your ID, your driver's license. You can enter either one of those in and figure out where you have to vote. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, it's better for you to use your ID because sometimes we'll put in an address and it's wrong and it'll say you can't be found because you're not registered there. Mm-hmm. You might be registered somewhere else, so put in your um, driver's license instead. So, um, again, you can vote early up until Monday at 4 p.m., but then after Monday, you have to vote at your polling location from 7 a.m. <laughs> to 8 p.m. And as long as you're in line by 8, you can vote. And don't let them turn you away. Don't let them. Period. Flip over your ballot <laughs> and vote on both sides. Yes. You do not have to vote for everything if you don't want to. But just make sure you can go in there early on the Secretary of State again, look at your ballot, do some early research, make a voting plan, and go and vote. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. All right. And um, one word of advice you have for your fellow millennials. It could be anything. For my fellow millennials, just be fearless. I always tell people that. Be fearless. Like, mm-hmm. we worry worry too much about what other people think, and it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why I was able to put out my music video, yeah. when people told me not to, because I didn't care. Yeah. This is how I wanted to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. I knew it was tasteful. Yeah. I did it the best of my, you know, I, I don't put out bull crap. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be top of the tier. And I just believed in myself. Mm-hmm. So when you believe in yourself and you have good intentions, just go for it because a loss is not a loss. That's a learning yeah. lesson. My grandma told me, you didn't lose, you just learned. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell everybody, you don't lose, you just learn. So make sure everything you go, go through, take something from that and just keep pushing forward because we only got one life to live. So live it to the fullest, make an impact, and leave a legacy. 
All right, that was good. You got something? Uh, yes. Um, well, <laughs> just this whole week, uh, I've been on this kick of not going back to anything that you used to do. So this mm-hmm. whole saying has just been in my head. Don't let the places that you have been in your past dictate to where you're going in your mm. future. So it's been just right. in my head. And <laughs> talking to coworkers and friends, we all on the same page. We're not going back. Don't go back. Don't be fearful. Vote on Tuesday. Vote. Right. <laughs> don't boo. Vote. Yes, don't boo. Vote. There we go. All right, and that's it. All right. And I'm so happy that we're back. So um, if anybody has a comment or question, make sure that you just um, go to the website. Give us a show request. What do you want to hear this season? Who do you want to hear from? Um, Maya, give us your social media, even though it's already on our Instagram. But give us your social media. Where can the people find you? So people can find me everywhere. It's literally Maya Jones. It's not Myra. It's not (laughs) Mia. It's Maya. It's literally my, yeah, M-Y-Y-A. Yes, there are two Y's. My, yeah, Jones. And that's it. It's Maya Jones. Hey. (laughs) All right. And we are done.